What's he pulling? Is he pulling a car? It's just a sled. Bam, we're live. Wow. Where is everybody? What's up, Bruce? Good morning. Bruce, what did you say in the last you read it? You wrote a comment in the last show that I was I was like I wanted to respond to. I never did. It was something good. Something oh, you read that book, uh a billion billionaire boys club or something. Are Sarah's abs Danielle on together? I don't know if their abs are on together. Um, no, no they're going to be separate. They're going to be oh. separate. I, I don't think you can have both of them on both on the same show. It's too, it's too, it's, it's like, it's like a Ghostbusters if the streams cross. Shit, I wonder if either, maybe, what if none of them show up? Ooh, and just all you fun. guys, and all you guys just show up. Clickbait. Clickbait. Where's Brian Friend? I wonder if Brian's coming to the show. I sent him an invite. He knew. Did I pee? Shit, I forgot my coffee. I need to ask my wife to bring my coffee. Stand by. Good morning. Maybe we'll have all sorts of special guests on today's show, maybe. Oh, Look, what do you know? Oh, my there goodness. You're the best. Did you add water to it? Oh, you're the fucking best. Thank you for doing that. I was just calling you. Thank you. I love you. Bye. You could leave that door open a crack because I have the heat on in here. I like to have the heat on and the cold air coming in from the door. Mr. Friend, hi. Brian. Oh, Brian froze. Wow, what a place to froze. He looks like a religious man right there, doesn't he? Brian, I think you might have an ass connection, buddy. Maybe open the curtain and let in more uh, 5G waves or something. I can't hear him. Does that work? Maybe that's one of those special curtains like the Liver King has that like, makes it so like uh, – cell phone tower shit doesn't come into his his suite probably <clears throat> but why leslie but why why are you so excited but why it's just a regular fasting sunday that was a good podcast if you guys missed the one we did this morning with steve uh mowry uh young man i don't know if young man 29 years old uh 10 and 0 in bellator six foot eight 250 pounds uh, well-read, well-spoken, uh, baby of seven months old. Just a good dude, man. That was fun talking to him. That's going to be a fun career to watch. Big guys. Big guys. Did you see the fights last night, Caleb? Um, I watched almost all of them. Most of the card was pretty good, I think. Did you see Derek Lewis go to sleep? <laughs> I just watched it while we were talking to Steve. Uh he he was winning like the first couple rounds, yes. like the first round, even yes. in, like even most of the second. Yes, and then Tuivasa just like cracked him, and then he just kind of like fell like a massive redwood. Yeah, it was it was nuts. I, I, it, it reminded me like of a rhino being shot, and then it just kind of. Yeah. Um, Brett, I want to Brett Haley. What a beautiful name! I want to tell you something. So, um. I'm not really a flexing guy. Um, I think of myself more as like a scientist. Like I really, really enjoyed seeing Daniel Brandon and um, maybe scientist isn't the right word. I'm like the guy in the, no, yeah, it's definitely not the right word. I'm like the guy, the kid in the cafeteria who would mix his food and other kids would think it was gross, but I would mix it because I wanted to taste it. I wanted to see what happened when you mix the ketchup with the milk and then see what it tasted like. And, um, so like when I, when, when we did the show where we had Daniel Brandon's picture right next to Nikki rod and I saw the two of them talk, they're like, kind of like the two sexiest people like I know. So I was just so excited to see those 
two on a screen together at the same time. So, um, just like it would be fun to have uh, Trish or, or Elaine, whoever is the head of HR, and I on the same show talking about what's the definition of diversity, equity, inclusivity. That would be fun. That would be crazy. I'd love to fucking ask some of those people to pin down some of their definitions and find out find out what racism means too. Find out if I can steer them into realizing how racist they are. But anyway, I I I, I, I digress. Um, so so I. To have uh, to to say that I don't think um, I'm writing like a little bit of a high, knowing that I'm going to have um, uh, um, Miss uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter on, and then Danielle on, and then later on the week have Rich Froning on. Um, I, it would be a uh, lie to not tell you that I'm. I think I'm cooler than I really am. You know, if you know what I mean. Hi, Caleb. Hello, Sarah. Am I in? Hello, you guys. Are, you are now. You are now in the metaverse. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Georgia, you're in Georgia. Sarah, meet Mr. Brian Friend. Mr. Brian Friend, meet Sarah. I met him last time. <laughs> meet again. Meet again. Us, meet again. You already forgot our our great first podcast. Um, I, I I have not. Um, I just know that Brian reinvents himself all the time, and you reinvent yourself all the time. So I just wanted to reintroduce yourself. We have that in common. Uh, you're you're in Georgia. I am. Yeah. Uh, um, you. We're, we're, I'm just gonna come at you hard. You ready? Like I'm always prepared for your questions, Simon. Okay. As an artist, I believe that we have to ha- limit our tools and put ourselves in situations where our tools are limited, and then we must work with those tools. So you get a piece of paper, and you lock yourself in a room, and you're given a black pencil and a blue pencil. Agreed. And now you must and you must create. Okay. And if you have too many options, you will not create. Mm-hmm. I get concerned, not concerned. I have questions about this tremendous ability that you fucking have. When I see you move from place to place to place, that you have too many pencils. Yeah. That we're looking at Pablo Picasso with who's interested in oil painting and now race cars. And it's like, nah, nah, nah. I want I I just lock Sarah in a fucking room with a fucking hamster wheel. Um, do do you have too many options? Are you too talented? Are you too popular? Are you too wealthy? Are you too like what the fuck is going on? Uh, but but I think you've landed in a great place. God, I would I'd love to have a threesome with uh, Travis Mayer and Max El Hajj. Yeah. But 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 not but, me. Oh, well, you too. You can be a foursome. Yeah, a foursome. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I'll do anything for Travis if it means I have to sleep with you too. <laughs> fuck it. Whatever. I'll take one for the team. Um. I mean, I think that I've had a lot of options throughout my career, and I think that so I met. Max 2017, I came here to training think tank for a week. Yeah, I think it was a week. And after that, I went to Cookville and I was just a free bird at that time. Didn't want any discipline or any seriousness. So uh, I decided to stay in Cookville versus starting to work with Max at that time. Uh, I regretted that decision like a bit after. I was like, was this the right decision? Was it not? And it was still a little bit in the back of my mind. And then the games 2020, I was like, okay, I really, I want to reach out to Max and hopefully he still wants to work with me and believes in me. And that was the case. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, I didn't quite want to commit to Alpharetta or Georgia because I was like, 
it's going to be nothing there. And, uh, and I hadn't really given it a chance. So uh, I decided to actually give it a chance after Miami. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the people. So hopefully I only have a blue pen now and I'm, I'm finally making my ride blueprint. <laughs> yeah. I think there was uh, something you said in there that's a good, kind of a good thing to talk about with you because you've had a lot of different coaches and experiences. Yeah. I think that the a struggle sometimes between athlete and coaches to find the right balance between discipline and fun, so to, so to speak. Do you want yeah. can you talk about your experience with that maybe? I mean, Max is a very different coach to what I'm used to. He thinks a lot about my uh, non-athlete side. So he wants me to be a healthy human being first first of all, and then he wants the athlete to be in second place because like the belief is that if you are as healthy as you can be as a person, it's going to transfer into your career and you're going to enjoy it more. So I don't think that I've ever had a coach that focuses so much on my, like my balance in life. So uh, I think that's one of the best things about him. What's that look like? What do you mean? Like um, healthy, a healthy life. Can you give us some examples? I mean, when you are very driven and you're very outcome based or you're very like uh, goal based and everything, everything is about an outcome. Everything is about performing. You forget actually who you are. And I feel that some of my old hidden talents, I wouldn't quite say that, but talents that I think I have are coming out now again, like like music is coming up again. I'm I'm enjoying a lot of other stuff than just training, but training is actually going better just because I am balancing everything else. So he like focuses a lot on that of like bringing or like bringing out the old Sarah mixing with the athlete Sarah. Um, and they have to be complementary. You, you know, it, it, this popped in my head. I don't know if this is appropriate, but it popped in my head. Um, uh, Cara Saunders was coming to the games. Her career has some, in, in my mind, the way I think of you two, some very similar parallels. Very, very, uh, very, very good athletes who've had some just hic- crazy hiccups. Yeah. But she, she had a coach in Australia, and she parted ways with them, and she found a dude. Mm-hmm. that that firefighter hunk dude yeah, and she <laughs> yeah the husband dude and and part of me is, is like oh this is horrible this is a fucking distraction like this is what yeah. what a mess but yeah. but but how wrong could i have been she was so fucking happy i think she took yeah. second place she i mean it um did she take second place that year that she showed up with the, the new dude at the games yeah, brian yeah 2017 she, yeah but it was also just a different Kara because she was just a happy Kara. Like she right. had been, I mean, she experienced something like 2014, like she was dominating and then something happened to, I can't remember what it was like. Her yeah. Neck, I think. Yeah, yep. yeah. And it was like, it was taken away from her and she wanted it too much that she forgot about everything else in her life. And I think she just forgot about like, or you can lose yourself sometimes of like, you forget what actually makes you happy and what actually uh, gives you fulfillment because you're so focused on you have to get things done versus how do I get them done in a smart and the best way. And I think that uh, her husband now just like showed her actually that she's more than just an athlete. Like she's a, 
I remember she was telling me, sorry, Cara, if you're listening and I'm not allowed to say it, but <laughs> I remember she was saying to me, like, uh, before events, he would be like, you're a warrior, you're a fucking, like, you can do what, like, you can do everything better than everybody else because you've done this, you've gone through this. And I was just like, oh, this, this is like the right type of person to pepper up. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can also have a distraction of a person that brings you down and makes you uh, question yourself. So I think that, that she got extra lucky with uh, Matt. Uh, someone, someone who believes in her. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and you know, there's no, there's no like perfect formula. You know, you listen to someone like, you know, Matt Fraser and how focused he is when it comes to competing and he doesn't want a lot of people around and he doesn't want distractions. And you contrast that with someone like uh, Pat Valner who likes having people around him, likes going home to his wife and kids and, People are just so different. What can help them and what can make them lose their focus? Yeah, that's a great example you gave, Brian, because um, in between, uh, like when he's competing at the games, he would go go down to the restaurant and just be eating and jump on a phone call with Brian and I, whereas um, other athletes are throwing their phones away, right? Or like, do not, whatever you do, do not do an interview. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Um, When you get, when, you know, we would hear about, the, 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 I guess, the most famous conflict, and I'm sure there's been um, plenty, but the most famous conflict in, the, in our sport was between um, Matt and um, Rich. And when I think of that conflict, I don't think of it as anything um, too intellectual. I just think of it as like, hey, there's two bulls, and bulls are made to only be one per, you know, mm-hmm. corral. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just how I think of it. It's that simple, right? Yeah. Um, do you ever have that, do you know, do you ever have that issue with, um, you show up somewhere. I have this perception of you. I think that you are very kind. I think you're very nice. I think there's a lot of depth to you. You're very open, but I also suspect there is, um, you need a lot of room that Sarah Sigmund's daughter is a big person, big person. And, um, do you ever have that conflict? And and does this ever, ever happen with males also? Like, can there be cross sex, um, alphas? Like that me and Travis are like fighting for attention here in Trinity yeah. Um, It's not even attention to, but, 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 um, but yeah, I, I, when I think there's of the training thing, tank. Yeah. There's only ahead. one alpha almost. You're talking about that. Yeah. Like, like our women, like it's always thought of as, as men as the alphas. But right. when I think of, if I were to think of a woman alpha, I think of someone like you, or I think of a Cara Saunders, I think Cara Saunders for sure. Like there's not a lot of room for her and other athletes in the same pen. Yeah. But I mean, me and Kara, we get along very well. I think it just depends on the person. I mean, I I think about like some females and some guys also just get threatened by another athlete and it can affect their self-esteem or something like that. Well, other people just like take it as, oh, I need to work on this. Like I need to uh, like... Uh. You know what I mean? Like you respect each other. Like if I would train with Kara and I would see the weight she's lifting, it doesn't break me. I'm just like, wow, if she can do it, then I can do it too. Like you, you almost look up to the person, but you're also like, if I'm running with somebody that runs a thousand times faster than me, of course it breaks me down, but I respect it always. While some people maybe take it as a threat of like, oh, there's constantly reminding me of that I'm not good enough and I can't get this every day because that's just going to break me down. So I think it really like depends on the person. 
is that it's interesting <laughs> go ahead Brian. it's just it's, no it's interesting how she interpreted that of uh, of a training environment when you asked the question i was thinking of a competition environment oh. Oh. and in particular i had this thought because you know strength and depth is coming back this year as a semifinal. yeah and the first sanctional year you competed at strength and depth yeah. and it, you know there was ever there were a lot of good athletes there but there was really only one alpha at that competition that was getting the full roar of the full crowd every time that they took the floor and it was you yeah and then the next year you didn't compete there but fraser decided to come that year and it was like the same thing yes laura was there and gabby was there and haley and even froning's team was there but yeah. when he took the floor it was different he took the air out of the room so yeah. i just kind of had thought of it in the competition setting yeah I I just thought about training. <laughs> We're not at the competition yet. <laughs> no, I mean, which is I good, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I I'm still in shock of like the love that I get from fans. I feel that like it, maybe it's bad to say this in an interview, but I've I've failed a lot since 2016 and 17. I've made a lot of wrong decisions and I've had injuries. And there are so many things that have happened that should make people just like Sarah's out of the picture, but still people are like supporting me and they believe in me. And that makes me see like, okay, maybe there is something in me, but I'm like you say, with strength and depth, there's just like hearing the crowd and seeing everybody supporting me. It's, it just gives you this extra energy, but I've never looked at myself as like, I can only be the only alpha. Like, I think it's just, yeah, it's hard to actually, I've never thought about it like that. Well, and that's and and from from my perspective, is you know I always want to see all the athletes get raised up and elevated, yeah, and it's it. always like it's always a little heartbreaking for me when they're announcing the final heat, and there'll be a big cheer for lane three and a big cheer for lane four, and then they announce lane two, and there's no cheer. Yeah. I like I I want all the athletes to get the love, yeah, you know. Yeah, everybody should exactly. I agree with you hundred percent. There are these characters in the sport. Um, uh, different levels, of course, but we've seen it. You know, Josh Bridges is another one. Yeah. Um, you know, not to say he's not great. I mean, fuck, he's so good, right? He's amazing. Like. Amazing, yeah. And, 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 and quite nice to look at, and everything's great, and he has the background as being a SEAL. Yeah. But what do you think it is? I mean, you obviously have to be good enough to get the camera on you. You have to be good yeah. enough just so people at least know who you are. What do you think it is? Do you have any idea what it is that this attraction to you? You you have you haven't won the games, and yet um and, and yet you have the fan base of someone who's won the games you know, you know five times. What, do you have any idea what this attraction is uh, from people to you? I think it's just that um, like I started training pretty late, and I think that people can relate to that. Of like they used to maybe give up a lot and. Uh, the one time I didn't decide to give up, I made it to the CrossFit Games and I <clears throat> placed third. And it was just like the hard work that I put in actually paid off. And I hope that I can bring the message to people of like, if you want something bad enough, you can actually get it. And I'm just that kind of person now after I started seeing results in my athletic career and just in my mental health with my athletic career, it's just like, all of a sudden, I started seeing myself uh, self differently. I started respecting myself differently. And I think that maybe people see a video of me and they're like, oh, she didn't have a sports background, but she can still do handstand walks. Maybe if I start 
doing hands and holds against the wall, I can do it too. Like, I think that people maybe relate to me in, in that kind of way, instead of like, I was in gymnastics for 16 years and then I also played soccer and I did this and this and this. And like, people are like, oh, I don't have that background. So I'm not going to start because there's no hope for me. But then they see me of like, hey, she was 20 pounds overweight and now she's at the CrossFit Games and she's actually pushing the girls that's, that have an amazing athletic background. You could you could have made a wrong choice early on. If I recall, you, you well, other well, maybe Annie was out pool vaulting. You were hanging out with a bag of chips. I was right? I was uh, I was more than bag of chips. I was pizza every day, and, and I was, you avoided discomfort, right? You didn't even <laughs> like this. You didn't want you 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 avoided discomfort as a child. Oh, like, I I like training or pushing myself. I would never do it. I would be like. Uh, this is just not for me. I don't. I don't feel good when I get red in my face, and I was. I hated sweating. Did you ever hate sweating? I hated. I didn't sweat until I was eighteen for the first time. I was like, oh, Crazy. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember the first time? Do you remember the transition from when you didn't like sweating to when you did like sweating? Yeah. So, like, I think it was. I remember my first like class that I actually enjoyed. Like I tried doing spinning classes with my dad and I would be like mid class. I'd be like, okay, I'm only allowed to go to the restroom two times in the class. Like that was my goal. <laughs> <laughs> and if I would go to the restroom, I would just take a seat and I'd be like, oh, I'm almost napping. Like I would be so lazy and I would just go to spinning because my dad was like, come with me. And he bought me a membership and I was like, okay, I have to go. Uh, but then, then I tried the boot camp thing, and that was like, I was actually strong, and I was actually better than some of the girls, and that's a little bit what just like, I don't know, like started firing the torch. I don't know if that's the right saying, but it's just like I was like, oh, I want, I want more of this, and uh, I think it was, I pushed very hard, and like, uh, there was a, a test in the beginning of a seminar a bootcamp seminar and I pushed super hard and I actually enjoyed surprising myself when I thought I had to give up, but I didn't give up. And then I got a compliment afterwards that I was actually pretty good. And that was like, I want more of this. Like next time I do the test, I want to be able to do this. Oh, and then, you're like a little kid. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it was like the little rewards that I was just like, this is working. <laughs> and then you yeah. just, surprising yourself of like you saw I saw people doing something like a strict pull-up and I was like oh, I wish I could do that and then I tried it and I could and I was like oh I can do it because you have this belief of yourself that you aren't as good at, or I was at least like that I I wasn't good at anything I I looked up to other people and I was like why don't I have this talent but I never actually tried and like like the my facade, I used to watch a lot of uh, Biggest Loser, and uh, there was a quote there that said like, "Hard work beats talent," and that was my motivation when I started. I was like, "I don't have talent, but I can put hard work in." So Biggest Loser helped me also with my uh, career. Isn't it amazing? You, it's it's like having a, a um a Ferrari, but every time you're in it, you think it's a VW Bug. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, bad, bad, bad example. Bad example. Volkswagens are great. Sorry, well, bad yeah, example. Well, the best. Let me let me rephrase. It's like thinking you have. I mean, you didn't know what you were driving. No, I had no idea. 
You didn't know what you're driving. I was driving like a Nissan Micra, or I thought I was driving a Nissan Micra when I was on my Volkswagen Touareg. Yes. <laughs> Do you have a Volkswagen with you in Georgia? I'm waiting for it. So I'm very excited. I'm very patient. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very patient. Hey, and when you get it, will it be new? Will it smell new and be all yummy? Yeah, it would be customized for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Please don't put it. Don't please don't put some pancakes on the side, please. I like I, custom cars, but don't do the pancakes on the side. That's yeah. just that's one just for Heber and Mars, the pancake one. Yeah, yeah, I won't do that. I promise that. Okay. But I might eat pancakes in the car, though. Yes. <laughs> um, you you um, you go to Dubai. You've you. I think if I remember correctly, you let us know that you are a competition athlete, meaning you like to go to competitions because that's where you like to work on yourself and you like to yeah. refine things. Yeah. And um, so as a fan of Sarah, we, we want to trust that we want to trust that you're going to these events to work on yourself and not make any mistakes so that we can't see you at the games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you go to Dubai and then and then and then you freak us out a little bit by showing up at Wadapalooza. We're like, oh, what is she doing? It's too many. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but 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 we know that she's she's mature athlete and she's smart yeah. and she knows she's coming here just to, to work on things. This isn't a place yeah. to like. And then uh, we see you leave the event early. Yeah. And, um, you know, and we all fucking freak the fuck out. Um, yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> you freaked out a little bit. A little bit. I, I think I didn't sleep for like three days. I was so freaked out. Can it you walk us through even before um, Wadapalooza starts? Um, I, I, I know you women have dreams and shit and you guys know stuff before it happens. Was there as you're, as you're showing up to Wadapalooza, <laughs> is there any any sign of this um, that, like, that there's that you shouldn't be doing it that you didn't listen to? Um, so the preparation for water pollution maybe wasn't the best, but I had in mind that like, I wanted to start the season of like, um, going to water pollution, competing at water pollution. Uh, uh, so my dad actually got diagnosed with cancer in October and couldn't, they had to cancel their trip to watch me in Dubai. They were so excited, my parents. So, uh, I wanted to give them a little bit of a show at Waterpalooza and I wanted to get more experience because I felt that Dubai, like the last day was my best day. Cause I was like, uh, like I was all of a sudden, like starting to be the competitor again, instead of like fearing that I wasn't good enough. So I was like, I need more of this. My parents can come and they can come watch me that, uh, cause my dad has, or is almost fully recovered. He has what kind of cancer? Uh, cologne cancer. Okay. So, uh, and was that in Dubai? Was that the first CrossFit competition that they hadn't been there for you? Not the, but you? like they, they want, they've been with me through this injury and everything, and they're my biggest supporters. And, and it was oh, yeah. kind of hard for them. Like, it, he got diagnosed the 21st of October, and we had already planned the trip. And, uh, and it was just like a, a small shocker. And uh, he had to have surgery, what was it, the 24th of November. So he was going through everything while I was trying to prepare. And it was just like, it was so hard to prepare and be focused on training when you know that your dad is going through the hardest time of his life. And and he was just like, Sarah, the only thing I want to do is watch you compete. So you have to stay in Dubai and you have to do your thing. 
Ah. And uh, so Waterpalooza was like a little bit a part of that, that I wanted them to come out. I wanted him to get a new environment after going through all of this bullshit. And just, I just like, let me just say something about your parents, because a lot of people complain at Waterpalooza that it's hard to get into the stadium or it's hard to get whatever seats. Yeah. I don't know how they did it, but they were in the front row every time. <laughs> yeah, my mom, she wakes up at 4 a.m. and is waiting in line to get the first seat because he's like, I want Sarah to see me and hear me as soon as she walks out. And she has this thing that as soon as they count down of like, stand by, then I hear her say, Sarah. <laughs> and she's like the only voice. And I'm like, okay, my mom's there. <laughs> it gives you like extra strength. And uh, yeah, so Waterpalooza was a little bit a part of that, of like, I wanted them to come and watch me. I wanted like, I wanted my mojo back. And then from Waterpalooza, the season would start and I would be based in America and I would be like, so the Waterpalooza was just uh, an extra bonus. And, uh, and then I came home from Dubai. I rested after Dubai. I got uh, the vaccination. I got sick for about 10 days. Like when week. you say you came home and got the vaccination, you mean in Iceland? Yeah. In Iceland. Yeah. Okay. And was that your first shot? No, it's my third. So oh, I had okay. to have three vaccinations to come to the States. Okay. Yeah. Because of the new, um, new variation or whatever it's called. So I got pretty sick after that. Uh, I <clears throat> what does that mean? You got sick. What does that look like? What was your sickness like? It, it was just like, you know, when you have fever and you have these aches in all your body. Yeah. That's I felt for like a week. It was how was just, your heart? How was your heart rate? Heart rate was actually not that bad. It was a bit high, okay. but it was just the aches that was killing me. And like trying to lift then everything when you have aches, it was just like I was I had man flu. That's how I felt. Man flu? Yeah. Man I, I, haven't, I haven't heard of this man flu. What is this man flu? <laughs> man flu Sounds like, like something from the jungle book. Yeah. Man flu is like imagination, like guys that think that they're sick and feel sorry about themselves. You know, I think I think I <laughs> was there. Oh, you're speaking my man flu is a more painful. Oh, this is awesome. I love this shit. Man flu is more painful than childbirth. This is the irrefutable scientific fact. Man flu is not just a cold. It's a condition so severe that germs from a single man flu sneeze could wipe out entire tribes of people living in rainforests. Women do not contract man flu. They suffer from what is medically recognized as mild girly sniff. This is great. I got it. Okay. I understand man flu. Okay. So it was as bad as man flu what you had, you think? Yeah, it was as bad as man flu. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and then I packed my stuff. I came to Florida. I could train for like about... 10 days before Waterpalooza, and then I would uh, like ease up before the competition. Where did and, you train in Florida for those 10 days? Where did you train? Uh, Cross it downtown Miami. Okay. Yeah. And is any part of that um, like training or, or preparation leading into Waterpalooza? Are you still doing checks with your knee, any kind of like agility yeah. drills or stuff like that? I'm doing rehab about probably an hour every day or at least four times a week like okay. i'm still like my right side isn't still 100 percent like the left side but we'll get there but but, but leading into waterpalooza you were checking you were still checking the boxes you were feeling yeah, yeah, good yeah, yeah. i was feeling great before waterpalooza i was finally training again this is after waterpalooza you see that hair flip very nice very nice <laughs> practice that in the mirror huh yeah <laughs> yeah that rule 
But yeah, I felt great before Waterpalooza. I did the first event. I died in the first event because uh, my uh, my jumping threshold wasn't quite there yet. <laughs> but it is what it is, and that's why I did the competition to get like these um, these results. And and that, and that's actually you know that's that's notable. Like the you know the the buying of the double unders is there and it's real. Yeah. But if if you hadn't had this setback for the last eighteen months, that would be kind of an afterthought. But because you did. That was yeah. something you were thinking about probably more than any of the other girls. Yeah, and it's just like I was always failing the freaking double unders because my right leg was so fatigued it didn't want to lift off the ground. And I was like, I'll just do singles then. And inside my head, I was like, <laughs> What was the buy-in? What was the buy-in? 75 heavy double unders. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, then Jeet Steez and then the pig flip. Like the pig flip was my jam. And I was like, I missed of being freaking strong, <laughs> but the well, it was actually it was a, it was a sneaky workout because the double owners, yeah. you know, they were heavy. The weighted, the GHGs were weighted. So even though those were the buy-ins, and a lot of people observing were like, "Okay, this event is made or lost on the sled." You still yeah. had to like get there. Yeah, you had to get there exactly. Um, but yeah, so I felt great the first day. I mean, I'm still, I wasn't still quite where I wanted to be in the thruster workout. I was like, "Why do I always die?" <laughs> like. Why and I like, why don't I have the threshold yet? It's like, oh, you haven't actually trained properly for two years, Sarah. I was like, good point, but still. <laughs> but, uh, and then I just started the warm up before uh, the, the lifting event, and I felt a little bit in the warm up, and I was like, I think my head is messing with me. That's what I said to Max, and he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, I feel a little bit in my knee, but I think it's just my head protecting me because I'm afraid of uh, of the stubby bar and I'm afraid of the barbell. And like, like I had done that workout in training in one minute and 20 seconds uh, against Taylor Howie. I think that she won the workout or was in second. I can't remember. Did she end up winning it in a minute 28 or 29? Yeah, and, uh, and I actually like, yeah, I beat her by like three seconds or something in training, but, uh, like I, so that, that was a pretty shocker. Like, I think I wanted to do so well in that workout. And I was like, my head is messing with me because I want to do so well. So it's like telling me that my knee isn't fine. And then I was just like, okay, you can't think about it. You just have to go. And then what, what was so weird on the floor was just like, I got like this, it's hard to say, but like an outer body experience. It was just like my head was just completely somewhere else. My knee was locking up. I couldn't, I was committing to the bar, but my body wasn't allowing me to lift the bar. And I was like trying to talk to myself. And it was just like, it was such a uh, weird experience. And I was just like, what is happening here? And then after I finished the workout, I was just like, my knee was getting swollen. I felt it was like, I was afraid that I had retore. And I was like, but I didn't hear a click. So, because I remember when I turned my ACL the first time, it was just like, yeah, you, I heard the click and like the judge would, would hear the click. And yeah, the, <laughs> as you can see. What said, weight is that? What weight is that right there that you just failed? I'm, I can't even remember what it was. But is I was it, just like, what is going on? Why can't I lift this? But it's no. not a weight you're concerned about ahead of time. No. Not no. even for a second. No, no. If she's if she finished that workout, regardless of the stubby bar, not in a minute, 20 yeah. seconds in training, and this is the second bar. Um, yeah. And then that's just like, 
the emotion, body, like you can see yeah, it there. Yeah. It was like, yeah, the fear just overtook, and my body just went into protective mode. And then I was like, breathe, come on, let's go. And then I fucked something up again, I think. But uh, it was just like, it was a very, uh, yeah, it was a weird experience. And I've never experienced anything like that before. <laughs> hey, so um, is this a, how are you going to nip this in the bud? Is this going to be a compounding problem? By that, I mean, you know how like OCD works, how like like every day you check to see if your front door is locked before you go to bed. Yeah, and yeah. It's always locked. And then yeah. one day you go and it's not locked. So now you have to check it. Yeah. yeah. And you have to now check it three times. Yeah. How are you going to, this thing has to be nipped in the bud, right? This thing, yeah. this, whatever. The reasons why I moved to Georgia, <laughs> like being by myself and not getting pressured and like training by myself. Like I wasn't able to go into that fear state of failing because if I would fail, it doesn't really matter. But here in Georgia, I have all this crowd around me. I have a physio on site. I have Max that sees me, how I move and everything. But like what happened at Waterpalooza was just like some cartilage and uh, meniscus problem. Like after after I did the uh, workout, I was just like, I need to get this scanned as soon as possible because I think I retorted my ACL. I feel my knees loose, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like I had all these things and I was like, I'm going through all this process again. I have to take a year off again. I have to go through surgery. Like my mind just went straight to worst case scenario. Uh, I was lucky enough that I could get an MRI uh, on the Saturday. This happened on Friday. So the next day, and I felt like in Breaking Bad, like the <laughs> where I was. It nice was reference. just yeah, it was like this uh, little like um, cube in town or something in the in in Florida. But I got a scan. I called my doctor. I was like, "Hi, I have a." So the doctor that did the surgery was like, "Hi, I think I uh, that something happened to my knees. Uh, can I uh, can I show you some photos?" And he's like, "Yeah, do you have the photos with you?" I was like, "Yeah, I have them on a CD." He's like, "Okay, you have to get them somehow to me." I was like, "Okay." So I tried to find a computer with the CD and I was like, what computer now has a CD drive? Like I had the results right. for me of like, do I, am I out for the season or am I not out for the season? And it was just, yeah, I didn't sleep for three days and I felt like James Bond trying to figure this out, but I managed to figure it out. Went to a, a FedEx place and was able to take the files from a CD to put them on an SD card. From the SD card, I downloaded the app to open up the photos because that they need a special app and moved the photos into the app, moved it all into Dropbox with the app. And that's how I got it sorted. <laughs> <laughs> during oh, that, uh, that's better, huh? <laughs> very good. Uh, and, during, and, and during that time that you, you know, this stress of this time, you actually had as good of a support system there in Miami with you as you could really ask for. Oh, I like the guy that owns CrossFit downtown Miami. He helped me so much. He helped me contact uh, a, a doctor to get an MRI appointment. And it was just the love that I got around everything. It was just like, it was amazing. Like my manager there, my friends were there. They were supporting me the whole time. They never wanted to leave me alone. And I was like, it, it was so good because like I expected Waterpalooza to be like a fun event and just like 
enjoying it with the people, like with my family, with my friends until the seriousness would start and me moving away from them. But it ended up being like a traumatic experience. Sarah, when I talk to Travis about what life is like in the training camp um, at, at Think Tank, there is a um, – and this is from him. This is a guy who has four kids, right? Does he have four or five? Four. Four. Yeah. So this is a guy who has four kids, but his life is very compartmentalized. Like I don't get the impression that he's having deep or heavy or intimate talks with people at training. It's go there, train, um, keep things uh, this with no negative connotation, pretty superficial, get the work in and get home. Like these, these are my, this is yeah. my um, life. Um, and, and, and he does that by choice, I guess. I, I think it's, it's a form of his being disciplined. Yeah. Is it like that for you? How, like, are you, two questions here. Is your relationship with Max intimate? And what, what about, what did you remember from him in 2017 um, that made you want to come back to him? A, a couple I, things that were like, okay, this is where I belong. Like, we did a lot of evaluation in 2017 and he said a lot of things that I didn't want to hear that I knew were right. He was just like, you have this relationship with your body that needs to be changed. You have this, like he had all these extra things that makes or like that fits in the puzzle. Do you know what I mean? But at like, the time overwhelmed you like, fuck that. Yeah, I'm not doing all that. Yeah. At that time I was like, Hey, I I'm just trying to enjoy the sport again from uh, leaving. another <laughs> place. Like I can't handle this now. <laughs> like, but in my like in my gut, I was like, this is the right thing to do uh, for you. But I just wasn't ready to commit to it. I don't know what it was. But all the things that he said and everything was still like it made so much sense. And uh, I just didn't quite know how to approach it. And yeah, it was just something about him and the way that we like we have a very good relationship. We were both very similar people how we think like I'm such an overthinker he is an overthinker he understands when I get very anxious before a competition or when I stop sleeping or when I do this and he's never judging versus just like hey Sarah a professional athlete should be in this box he understands me for for mm. how I am as a person and he wants to approach me in that way versus trying to change mm. me you mm. know what I mean so it is intimate. It is. Yeah, it is. You're close to him. Like there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of trust. And and that's one of the things or like we're building the trust now. I mean, I've been here in Georgia for about three weeks now. And uh, we hadn't spent any time before that unless it was a competition. Like I met him for the first time since 2017 or like I've seen him in competitions, but just high and by. But met him like officially the first time was now in Dubai before DFC. So we hadn't spent a lot of time together. And then at Vodapalooza, and then this happens at Vodapalooza. And he's like, I think the best thing you can do now is like, we work on our coaching and athlete relationship. I learn how to approach you in these stressful situations instead of you just trying to do everything yourself. <laughs> uh, and like breaking the habit of actually having a team versus I, I can do it best myself. Wow. I, I, I really, I think wow. that the, 
you know, I do think that that conversation or experience you had with him in 2017, like that groundwork is kind of irreplaceable though. And this could be true for, you know, a friendship, uh, a lover type relationship, anything. And it was also just like having a person that you only met for a week and he could see so many things in me that like I barely saw in myself, but he had, and I was like, am I that talented? Like, I'm just lucky. Like, that's how I looked at it. And, and having him still in 2020, believe in me and wanting to work with me also was like, okay, I'm like, this. he just wants to ride in your Torag, your Torag. Maybe maybe he he wants that, but he was, he was confident enough upon first meeting you to tell you what you needed to hear, even if you didn't want to hear it. And he was patient enough to wait yeah. for the right time for you to receive that message, knowing that it might never come. Exactly. Yeah. And I was also just like, I wasn't ready at that time for that discipline. So if I would have jumped on board with him, then I might've maybe been like this cross thing isn't, isn't for me anymore. I think I have had to experience everything that I have had to be able to wanting to be this committed now. If you don't work on your breathing and on meditating, this isn't for you, Sarah. This is for everyone in the world. If you don't work on your breathing and you're meditating while you're in a good state of mind, you sure as fuck won't be able to utilize that tool when fucking shit hits the fan. And when I – I'm so impressed that Max would do that. Come out here and let's start running fire drills for um, the next time you have some sort of fucking like challenge in live competition. Mm -hmm. Let's start – things are good here. It's safe. We're in Georgia, but let's fucking like role play and work through and like and prepare for it. I mean, I really like what Brian said. It's actually what lovers should do. It's like what people should do who are in really healthy relationships. That's when you practice. Okay. Like, how are we going to stay together through the hard times? It's fucking awesome. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, (laughs) I was like, fuck, am I actually going to commit to this or should I just start doing it myself again? (laughs) But why not just say what I feel like I asked you this last time, but why not just hang up your gloves? Uh, that's why? exactly what I did. Yeah. Surrendered. And I was like, okay, I think that. In the okay. Back- so you quit and you landed right where you're supposed to be back in the game again. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. That's some fucking deep shit. Yeah. And it's also like, I think that in the back of my mind, it's this fear of like, what if I actually go all in commit hundred percent, do everything as I should do it. Like sleep nine hours, have this routine, have training buddies, but I won't be good enough. What, what then, what do I do then? And I think that was the fear inside of me of like, maybe I'll just get it in black and white that I'll never be as good as I was, or I'll never um, reach my goal or anything. And then I was like, are you going to think when you're 80 years old that you should have done something, but you didn't do it? And that's just like, slapped my face, took my gloves off, hung them up, and Max, you are my sensei now. And have you, yeah, have um, you, do you think you've gotten to that point now where you're like, yep, I'm going to go all in for this, and whatever okay. the result is, I'm happy that I, that I committed to this thing? Yeah, I mean, I can't do anything more than I'm doing now. Like, I've moved from my baby Simba, I've moved from my family, I'm going to bed at 9 30 in the evening i'm running four times a week i'm doing running drills i'm doing rehab i'm doing all the boring shit but it's actually fun because i see improvement and i actually see again that there is something still there that like 
that I thought had left me, like the belief in me, like when you, when you uh, experience like a, let's say a traumatizing injury, you're always afraid of re-tearing, going through the process again, blah, blah, blah. It's like coming here, getting the security and something just clicked, like the focus and everything. It was just like, I needed this. <laughs> I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that trying to do this, what you're doing and winning or trying to do this and losing, it, yeah. it will not matter when you yeah. look back when you're 80, all you I will said, care is that you did it. We I just said, had a, yeah, we just had a fighter on this morning and he said, the only reason why I'm fighting is I don't want to look, he's 29. He's like, I don't want to look back when I'm 35 and be like, fuck, I should have fought. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, and even if you even if you don't make your goal, at least you can be like, well, I had this experience of giving it my all. I don't even think most people can say that a tiny bit. Exactly. Like I was almost in that spot of finding excuses about everything, which is not like me. That's like the old Sarah was of so like too afraid of failure. So you just make up excuses and it's and you fail and you're like, oh, I knew it would happen instead of going freaking all in. And be like, I'm fighting for this. And if it doesn't work, uh, I just need to change the work next year. Like stopping that fear of the outcome is a little bit what I'm dealing with now. And like you say, like if you don't meditate and breathe in the calmness, how the hell are you going to do it when you're under pressure and everything? And this is what I'm learning now. Um, I, I just want to, sorry, sorry. I just want to address one thing. Uh, uh, Nick, um, I tell my sons all the time to not put their fingers in their mouth. Please do not do that. It is not a good look. I don't like my kids with their fingers in their mouth. Uh, Sevan, are we not asking her opinion on the firing of Dave Castro? Does she think CF fucked up? What about the monster Coca-Cola sponsorship? Ask the tough. I don't think those are tough questions. Just so you know, I appreciate how you would think that those are tough questions, by the way. I don't think they're tough. Um, so, so. Um, if you would like to address any of those, you can. Um, but I think a lot of people, they, people are curious, like, people, do you have any opinions on, on Dave being fired? I mean, I don't have a strong opinion, but I mean, I like Dave. I think he's an amazing programmer. I think that he is one of the reasons why Cross, or I think he is one of the reasons why Cross it is how it is. And it, I think it's just going to be, very interesting year without him like yeah i i don't have a stronger opinion about that like maybe they have a plan maybe they don't this is just way out of my control and if i start fussing about it what do i benefit from it amen amen yeah let someone like me who can just fucking kick back at seven in the morning <laughs> talk shit from the, my, privacy, my own office yes yeah, yeah. you have shit to do with max and travis yeah. um, uh, and then the second question is do you have do you have any um thoughts about the uh um uh, a drink like coca-cola being a sponsor for the crossfit game no like i have some very strong <laughs> feelings about it yeah. I, I hope they dump in as much fucking money as they fucking possibly can. Yeah. And I hope that people speak honestly about it. And I hope Marlboro and tobacco and nicotine and cocaine and heroin and fentanyl and Pfizer all jump on board and sponsor the CrossFit Games. Now, that being said, if you think Coca-Cola is ass, you should also say that too. But you should have no issue taking their money as long as you don't have to lie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with you there. I don't have a, a stronger opinion about it than that. Take the fucking money. Yeah. But don't lie. Don't lie. Like, don't, don't, don't drink a, I don't think you should drink a monster energy drink if you don't drink. I don't, 
I don't think you should do, I don't think you should, um, at the expense of your integrity, sell a product. Yeah. I think you get money. Yeah. I agree with you there. I think it's a little short sighted. Yeah. And, Sarah, it will, and it will rot your soul. What was uh, thank, the, thank you, Nick, by the way, I, I appreciate it. And, and the thing with the finger, uh, let's work on that. Keeping your finger. <laughs> in your mouth. Thank you. Sarah, what was your, the first year you did the open? When was the first year? Yeah. So I did the open 2012, but so there's a story around that. Um, I didn't know what CrossFit was until like a week before the open. I competed. <laughs> Love you, Boo. <laughs> Love you too, Nick. <laughs> um, yeah, so I competed um, accidentally in CrossFit, played second uh, after Katrin and then there was this guy that came up to me. He's like, you should do the open to try to qualify for European regionals. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, just show up on Wednesday, put your score in there, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. Cause I, I only trained at a hotel gym at that time. And, uh, so I, think, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I used to work in like, a, yeah, I used to work in reception in a gym hotel. <laughs> did it even have a pull up bar? Or did you just do the lap pull down? Flat pool down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hotel shit. Yeah. Try to do toast to bar and like um, <laughs> oh, what's it called? Like a drag cable thing. Yes. To that rig and try to do toast to bar. Um. Please yeah. don't put your when I put my arms up. Let there be at least a few minutes before you put your arms <laughs> yeah, up, Sarah. Let's not. I don't want people having like being able to compare us that I'll, closely I'll together. Thank you. Next time, Simone. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I. I signed up for the Open 2012. I did the first workout, which was like seven minutes of burpees. And then the second workout came out, and that was snatching. And I was like, what is this snatch? So I just went to the workout. And I was like, oh, it's a barbell from the floor to overhead anyhow. So I was like, 60 kilo is the last weight. I'm going to get it up before uh, I try to do this on, on the day that we were doing it. And uh, I go to the hotel gym this great morning. Uh just put occasionally 40 kilos on a bar, it's light, put 50 kilos. I was like, okay, 60 kilos. I do a snatch, a narrow grip snatch. Sorry, Simon, don't lift your arms up. Narrow grip snatch. Uh, and um, don't know how to put the bar back down. So I fall with the bar and I break my wrist. Oh. Yeah, so I had to wait a whole <sighs> week to, uh, to start again. So my first open was actually 2013. Well, that's in, that's I didn't know that story actually. That's no. not a great story because it ended bad, but it is kind of a good insight to like that. You know, yeah. that's how some people get started, and yeah. it, it gave me so much hunger to actually like qualify the next year. I was like, 2013 is going to be my year. I qualify for regionals, and I get disqualified in the second event from not being able to do three overhead squats in a row. The, and, same, uh, the same problem, yeah. the overhead. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, are you joking? So I had to wait a whole year, and then it was the gymnastic year, and I was like, what the hell is like this rope climbs and these strict hands and push-ups? So after 2014, I was like, I think I need a coach or a program to follow. <laughs> Get out of this hotel gym. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was still stuck there, but... <laughs> well, the, you know, Obviously, yeah. the Open's coming up, and I wanted to just ask you two things. One is, what's your approach or perspective for the Open this year? And two is, in case there's anyone listening who's thinking about doing it for the first time, what would you say to them? 
I think everybody should do the open because I've, I've experienced so many times when I'm coaching and like I used to manage a box in Iceland and people would be so afraid of like, yeah, but I'm not fit enough and I don't want to put a score in. And I'm like, it doesn't really matter, but it's always fun for the next year. So let's say that you just started training and you sign up for the open and it's a test. Like you get your weaknesses exposed. There's double unders, there's handstand pushups. And you actually sometimes get it for the first time because you're under pressure. So you can, you experience that you can do more than you actually thought. That's what I think about the open. And I think also people that can't do specific things. And then after a year, they see like something is repeated or something. And they're like, oh, I can actually do it now. And they see the improvement that they made in a whole year. And that's what I love about the open. And especially now the new way it is, it's like the, uh, the two two weeks in the start or three weeks and then break and then quarterfinals. So it's like everybody that does CrossFit should do the first three weeks. It's just fun. It's just getting you out of your comfort zone, getting the community hyped up and just having fun with it. This is what CrossFit is about. Everybody cheering each other, everybody pushing each other. And, and, it's, it's, and it's almost a guarantee that if it's this will be your first open, that it will end better than Sarah's first open did for her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> YouTube snaps. Have a coat. <laughs> and actually do CrossFit before you do the open. <laughs> and um and when right after you sign up for the open, I want you to uh, everyone to run over and pick up a Sevon Podcast CEO shirt. Um, while you have your credit card out of your wallet. I, I want, want you that shirt. Caleb, can you show us the shirt and and run over that like, you'll have your you'll have your credit card out and um and I and like I've like I've said before I will keep all of that the profits from that and I will spend it on my family and while we're um <laughs> out um you know at the beach buying sandwiches and shit with the money I made off of you I will um I will think about you and appreciate you greatly and, and I will and and yeah I will for sure send you one and, and there's a girls tee too I didn't even know girls and boys wore different shirts I thought we just all wore the same shit. I can wear both. I mean, you know, the other day, my boys were, uh, I put on a pair of boxers. Isn't and there my a rainbow version laughing. of it, too? What'd you say? Isn't there a rainbow version of it, too? There is. Should oh, I that's the that? girl's version. That's the version I need. I need a version. Why does the girls get one that makes their body look nice, and I have to wear the one that makes me look like <laughs> fucking sponge, SpongeBob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a square. The men's fit is a square. <laughs> Yeah. Sarah, in t- in two minutes, um, we're gonna have Danielle Brandon on. Is there any advice you would give a new athlete like her <laughs> who's coming? Because she's in a very similar situation. It's funny, I didn't think about this. There's someone like you. There's someone like Josh Bridges. There are these athletes who are re- she she is on the ascent to being a superstar, but she, she is, is in a, a fucking superstar. she. Right, sorry, she is a superstar, but she's in a Shark Tank. And let's face it, for her to be climb to the top of the heap is going to be nuts is there any advice you would give to someone like her who um is is experiencing massive amounts of attention but 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 still has this goal of getting to the top and has this not but and has this i would say just keeping the main thing the main thing like what's your main focus and prioritizing that don't get lost in the bullshit and, and what is the bullshit I would say that, uh, like, at least for me, I said yes to a lot of things because I felt guilty saying no and and maybe things that uh, didn't quite help me reach where I want to go, like 
So like knowing when to say yes and to no is like the key thing. And I, I hope that she, she knows that. And I think that she does. Meaning, meaning, um, this boy dating, this boy is not going to get me to where I want. Eating this meal is not going to get me to where I want. Um, yeah, I staying mean, out this late is not good. Yeah. What? Is this going to help me make it to the top or is this going to, uh, make me go like below getting, or like, am I going even further away from the top by doing this? And what, what are the steps for me to make it to the top? God, it's almost there like there should be an app and you point your camera at it and you're like, uh, will this help me get to you the top? Also, yeah, but you can also have like the witch ball, like, should I do this? And then it like says yes or no. Yes. Or you could just get Max El Haj. Yeah. Or him. <laughs> but she has Justin. He's he's as good, yeah. Sarah, thank you for an hour on your Sunday morning. You are most welcome. Thank you for having me, Zon. Hold on, I'm hold on, hold on. Sarah, are you going to watch the Super Bowl tonight? I am. It's my first Super Bowl. Do you have I'm a rooting gonna, interest, or are you just? I'm. I'm going to set up a like. Uh, can you see this? This is for my room. It's like a fire hydrant. What is that? It's not a fire hydrant. It's like a shelf. <laughs> okay. I'm going to build that while watching the Super Bowl tonight, guys. Do awesome. you have faith in me? I know you don't don't hit your finger with the hammer. I can't stop. <laughs> Lose a <the> finger. <laughs> well, enjoy the Super Bowl and and yeah, thank thanks you. for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so Sarah, much. Sarah, you're the best. You made my day. Thank you. You are the best. And say hi to Danielle for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Hello. Oh shit. Oh damn. <laughs> Someone what? goes, hi, Danielle. DB well, Danielle. Brandon. <laughs> I know. I just heard the end of that, how Sarah said, say hi to Danielle for me. Some Someone in the comments, I can't remember what they said, but they said something about having you and um, Sarah on. And I was like. I cannot lie because later on this week I have Rich on. I I cannot lie. Like I walk a little bit taller knowing I'm, I had you, um, Sarah, and Rich on all in the same week. I'm like, yeah, I'm the shit. I'm the shit. <laughs> and you, Brian. And you, Brian. No, you don't. Have, you don't have to lie. Remember we okay, talked okay, about that. Okay, okay, okay. Not Coca Cola thing. Take <laughs> yes, the money, yes, but yes. don't lie. <laughs> oh my god. Danielle, where oh, are you? No, hold on, Brian. Where the fuck are you? I'm, I'm talking for an house. hour, and I'm like, "Where is he?" I'm at my brother's house. We got a Super Bowl party a little later tonight. Oh, it's nice. The wooden blinds. I tried to do it from the guest bedroom, but the internet was not sufficient in there. I'm in my room. Danielle, where are you? In my room. Are in 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 Vegas? Yeah. And um, we had Kotler on the other day. Yeah, you did. Dude, that guy is something else. I know. Man, he he's a huge so Danielle Brandon fan. Say that again. He has had so many lives, lived so many lives. Um, he he's a huge fan. He but he believes in you like crazy. Is that like just intense pressure? No. 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 It's good. It's good to have somebody like that in my life that um is like right there and believes in me that much. You know because. Like I can have friends, family who are like, oh my God, like you're so good, you know, but they don't really, 
see me every day and see what I do. So it's good to have somebody who like is there and gets to see that and has that belief still, you know? Um, and, and you didn't have that, like growing up, um, I, I had that, but growing up, you didn't, ha- you had to believe in yourself. You didn't really have anyone who believed in you, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I had, um, I had my best friend. Uh, I had a couple really good friends, but you know, it always sucked like not having family, like, you know, blood related family that had that belief in you when everyone around you did, you know? So it was like, okay, like, yeah, you're my best friend. I love you, but you know, are you really reliable kind of thing? So yeah, you told us on that first interview that you didn't trust anyone. And what's fascinating is that kind of came up unprovoked with Kotler. He basically said that the, the diamond in the rough about the games last year was the development of his relationship with you. Meaning because of what happened to Bethany and Carrie and you and him were forced into kind of a pressure cooker situation. And you guys were able to like take leaps and bounds in your relationship. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Um, yeah. And you guys took advantage of that. It, would you oh, yeah. say that you, would you agree with that? Or is Justin full of shit? You still don't trust him. <laughs> fuck him. You're going to, you know, mayhem next week. I think, no, it was, it was like a good opportunity for that. Cause it forced me to like be with Justin, right? Like, during the whole days of competition, it forced me to be right there with him. And it forced us to figure out. And like, it was not perfect. Like it was not like I had my moments and I, you know, like it was exhausting and I had my moments of lack of communication, um, not listening. Um, good, but it forced me to try to communicate as much as possible on what worked best for me. I think we found out some things that weekend of like, the, the style of coaching that he has with me um, and how different it probably is compared to like Bethany or Carrie. Um, so it forced us to like figure out a lot of those things and not to say we did it perfectly or it was like the smoothest weekend, but we made progress. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when you jump up on stage and you flip off the crowd with a smile and the crowd cheers, are, is, is that kind of, I know I asked you about this before. I forget what you said, but yeah. is that kind of like, are you even kind of like at that moment have an out-of-body experience? Are you kind of like, wow, who's this girl flipping off the crowd? Why is she doing that? Or like. I don't think it was like out-of-body, but you know, like you're definitely, I was on this like high, but I don't think yeah. I told the story of like behind like the and shit. the crowd loves it yeah flip us off danielle yeah yeah, yeah. they love yeah. you flipping them off like yeah we're getting flipped off by like, danielle. Yeah. i mean that's a special me person like that was to me like people loved it they were like yeah, yeah she, she was flipping me off like not everybody <laughs> not like a figurative thing oh me. these people are so selfish they think it was for them look at the little girl in the front row she's like there's my hero danielle oh yeah. <laughs> You know, all the little kids right there. Hey, they hey, still ask not, for an autograph. Say that again. Sorry. They still ask for an autograph. The kids. Listen, people, we are all not created equal. You have to understand that. That is a special gift that God gave Danielle to express. He, Danielle is what God's own expression. And, and, and you are your own expression. And you are not to judge her or judge yourself. Find how God wants to use you and let let that being he, she, it spirit use you. And, and, and it works. Like we see it. We're not, not everyone. 
not Rich Froning, as special as he is, he cannot go up and win and flip the crowd off. That's not that's not his that's not him. I agree. But we all felt your love when you did that. It was like, oh, Danielle loves us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, um, Caleb, can you pull up her Instagram? This is going to get scary, Danielle. Oh, really? Oh. Maybe a little for me, for me, because it's been just fucking just in my brain, just fucking rattling my brain. I don't know how I'm going to approach this subject here. Oh. <laughs> um, so, so you talked about how bef- when you um, – I think you started at Underdogs Athletics, you, were, you weren't eating enough. And you were yeah. you were doing like um twelve hundred calories a day, and yeah. that basically someone came up to you. The nutritionist is like, "Hey, this enough of this nonsense." And you basically yep. you crashed on an assault bike once. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. It was a and, yeah. I just died. I literally died, and I I was like, I my body. I was like, my body like could not do it anymore. And then Justin was like, <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck? Like, we need to figure this shit out." And he's like, "I'm calling Cooper today." And called Coop and he's like, we need to like get her, we need to find something, we need to fix this. And then sure enough, Mike from M2, he works with like Haley, um, he works with it now, I think he works with Kyra now at our gym. He works um, with a lot of, he, he works and has worked with, with a lot of athletes. A ton of athletes, I can't even like name them all, but, uh, and now, uh, I think Kiefer works for him, but Kiefer's at our gym right now, that's what made me think of him. But Kiefer, when you say Kiefer works with him, he's actually working on Kiefer's diet too. Actually, I don't, I don't know. Kiefer is related, directly related somehow. I okay. don't know. So, so, so he has you, so you have this insane body that, that just like everyone wants to cuddle like dudes and girls. Like, I cannot believe how many girls want to fucking cuddle you. Like do uh, people yeah. would be like, my wife has a crush on Danielle too. It's like, yeah. what? like all that you're bringing couples together. So it's weird shit like that. The DMs are like, my wife like wants to know this. Like, can you like do this for my wife? Like, it's great. Yeah, you've somehow somehow made it safe for men uh, for men to have a crush on you um, with their wives having a crush on you. Um, but when you when you when you're eating these twelve hundred calories, I'm assuming you're doing it because you want to have a body that looks a certain way. Um. No. I mean, no. I struggled no? with. No, I struggled with like you know, went through my like eating disorder phase kind of in like high school, college. Um, but it was never like, Oh, I'm going to intend, like, I don't know. I didn't intentionally eat less to like make my body look a certain way because it still looked, it didn't look how I wanted it eating less. Right. Ah, that's a strong point. Yeah. Like I had my best friend and I was always so envious of her. She had like amazing abs and I was like, what the fuck? Like I work out so much harder than you and it was because she she always ate so much like she ate what was right for her body and I was like what the fuck I I will never look like her eating so little and so I don't I mean it's not that I intentionally ate less to like look like that I just I just didn't know you know I thought I could get away with it because well, I my story's all fucked up now. Thank you. Um, uh, can you can you um, can you pull pull up her Instagram? Uh, can you post that picture of that of the of the white um, shorts with her back to us? So, so you see this picture, and and let's go back a second here. If I can get back on 
get my story back on track because I'm too scared to just flat out ask you what I want to ask. I want to know. <laughs> um, ask- uh, we'll get there. I'm, I'm, I'm building up some confidence. Okay. When you, um, first of all, who took this picture? Um, Matt, I want to say Matt Pippa. True Grit. Matt- the True Grit um, photo shoot. Well, man, he fucking he. That's an incredible fucking photo of you. Yeah. Um, and do you have to ask special permission to post that, or does he just give that to you? No, he just gave it to me. Yeah, that's it's an incredible photo. Um, so is that the body you wanted? Uh, let's say ten years ago. I never had like an ideal body. Like I never like looked at. Like I never like looked at a body and was like, I want that body. Okay. So you, you know, ne- Oh, you, so you were always happy with the way your body looked. No. Like, I mean, I would look in the mirror and it was always like, Oh, like I wish my, like, I wish I had better abs, but it, I think it was always just like my stomach. Like I've always just been like self-conscious of that. And like, Oh, that's why to- we have to, that's why there's so many ass photos of you. Cause you're hiding. Your <laughs> I didn't really care. Like, it's funny, like in high school, I like had a butt and boobs, but nobody like I and every girl was just always like, Oh my gosh, like how are you so skinny and like you have an ass and boobs? Like and I was just like, I don't know. Like I you know, I I never tried to get that. Like, you know, and so but I also didn't take it as like, yeah, I have like an ass and boobs and I'm like skinny. You know what I mean? I right. still just like, oh, my stomach or whatever. Like, oh, my legs are like kind of. So you, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just, this is the, the you're just a normal person. You're yeah. not, you're, you're like the rest of us. You're not focusing on the nice shit you have. You're just like, fuck, you're focusing on the bad shit you have. Well, yeah. bad shit in your own mind, not like bad right. shit, like really bad shit. Right. Yeah. Everyone's trying to make them. Well, I guess in the most optimistic sense, everyone's just trying to make themselves better. Yeah. Or reach some sort of ideal. Okay. Um, yeah. Can I see your Instagram again, Caleb? Seven. You're gonna ever going to ask your question. Yeah, here it comes. Yeah, here, it comes. I'm, here it comes. Okay. So He's click in this picture. What What the – should I say something nice or mean first? Uh, let's go with mean. What the okay. – where did you get those jeans at and do you still own them? <laughs> I think you should pull them up higher. You think? Yes, yes. You think I should pull them up higher? Way higher. Yeah. Like just like right under your boobs. So we see no, no stomach. Oh, no, okay. I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. Where'd you get those pants at? There was a phase. Those are mom pants. Are you, are you going to like, are you getting married or something? They are mom pants. Yeah, they, they are mom pants. And you know, I, I mean, was, you rock the shit out of them. Don't get me wrong. You rock the shit out of them, but they I are mom pants. You're coming from because okay. when I put them on, I actually had, um, a couple other girls with me, Kyra and Sabrina. And they were like, no, and they were like, no. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know. And, but I, they were just so freaking comfy. You know, it was, it was comfort over style. When I, yeah, I feel like, that I trumps, feel like it, comfort trump style nine out of 10 for me. Too. It did, especially jeans. Like, it, you know how hard it is to find jeans? You because of your butt? Because of your butt? Yeah, and my legs. Yeah, like I want jeans that, fit over my legs but then aren't usually their wider waist so yeah. then i just have no ass and jeans so you either look like you took a shit in your pants or they don't fit on your thighs yep <laughs> yeah. yeah and these like 
fit on my butt and my thighs, but they give that mom look, you know? Hey, I, I don't want to hear anyone say, by the way, in the comments, you can go fuck yourself. He would never talk to a guy like this. I will fucking yeah. undress a fucking dude. I will get the De, Delugos. I mean, I, What's that guy's name? Who? That God that you work out with? Matt Delugos? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. will bring him oh, on no. here and fucking, yeah. And, and well, let's talk about his body and his dress. I'd love to spend an hour. Okay. Now, now this top here, um, so I said something to Justin Kotler. We were talking about your career and we were talking about the career of like some women who like after their CrossFit career, they, you know, they get some fake boobs and, and, oh, yeah. and, and then a couple of days later, this photo popped up and my DM That's, started popping in that you got fake boobs. I know. I even got the DMs there, but the funny thing is nobody could ask me straight up. They say like, well, I still haven't asked you. I'm scared. <laughs> no, no, I do not have fake boobs. Okay, I want you to know I fell on that side too. I said those I boobs are not fake, and some people were like, "No, they are." And I here's what I thought. Here's my whole theory. Now I'll just tell the whole thing. I know it's a lot of beating around the bush. I thought it's the off season. I, I think I think probably you have right. big boob. You have pretty big boobs anyway. I think it's the off season. You've put on probably like three or four pounds, and you're blessed that that three or four pounds landed on your titties. That's what I was thinking, <laughs> and. And and another thing I thought is is can you scroll over? There's a picture you posted with your eyes closed. Oh yeah. <laughs> My theory is that this picture, you knew how good. Like no one posts a picture with their eyes closed, but you're like, damn, my tits look so good in this that but I'll fucking have, just take it with my eyes closed. I I'll have post photos it with my eyes open. Oh, all right. Yeah. Shit. There's that picture with my eyes open. Uh, I don't believe you until I see it. Okay. Um, Go look at their profile. <sighs> God, I made it through. Okay, this podcast is over. The boobs are not fake. <laughs> yeah, you know what's so funny though? I have to I have to bring it up. Uh, you know, you say, Please. oh, maybe it's off season, like, you know, gain a couple pounds. I don't know. You don't I look have... like you've gained a couple yeah, pounds, no, by no, the way. No. I'm not suggesting I'm, I'm that not in the slightest. Okay, okay, okay. It's funny though, because like right now I'm probably like I'm feeling the most fit that I have been. So it's like it's it's not the off season, you know. Interesting. Why is that? Is that a fuck up on your part? Why is that? Is what I have a, a theory, but we'll let her answer first. Uh, why what, are you? The, why are you the most fit? Do you, uh, right now? Do you, um, just because of you, where you are in your career, or is it a fuck up? You're peaking too soon, or you're just no, healthy, or what's going on? I just think I've finally um, just started hammering like the things I suck at, which was just like conditioning and being more fit and i just found a way i found something that works for me to like get are better you gonna are you gonna share what is that no not sharing. No. oh wow yeah i like shampoo that she has you you aren't gonna share yeah i like this um yeah. when's the last time you try how how are will you stay in vegas until uh, brian and i want to hear your theory too um why why you think she's doing so well but um will you stay in vegas between now and semifinals like are you are is the season started for you and you're rooted yeah, yeah. and is, in, is your is your routine fucking a routine now yeah i'm in like a much better routine right now um uh, which is good and i and justin and i have like noticed that and i just like feel better yeah and i don't i don't want to leave right now to what about you don't you have a dude like in oklahoma or something yeah is that hard? Does so you won't even go out there? I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Make it come to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's smart. 
He, he will. Hey, I'm Ben. Is he going to? I think he will. What do you think, Brian? You think he'll come to her? <clears throat> I think he probably will, yes. Yeah. We would help. Also, I would yeah. think because. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell me be why. Supportive. Because, Brian. Why? He wants to be supportive of the of the focus that she's going to have the next six months. Six I think it's because he wants to get into her drawers and throw away those mama jeans. He wants to come over there and throw away the mom jeans. <laughs> oh, man. That's the kind of drawers think, that he wants I to get into. I think he likes it to cover up more. Um, okay, so, Brian, why do you think her fitness is is what do you think is happening in her life that that's making her feel so good about her her training right now? Uh, it's two. I think it's just two things. I think is one is more general. Is my and this is my experience is that most most people who are really pursuing the highest uh, pursuit of this. Um, sport, I guess. And that's, I would say like, you know, thousands of people, even though we only see dozens of them at the highest level, there's thousands that are pursuing that level. Don't give their body enough rest when they really need it over the course of a 12 month period of time. And I think that Danielle was kind of forced to do that by a few limitations physically in the last three or four months that she, her probably body probably needed and that she has a good enough system around her support system in terms of coaches, friends, training partners, et cetera, to say like, this is okay right now. And you know, this was the right decision not to compete at Wadapalooza, not to squat for this period of time, whatever it was, her body's healed and ready to go and is still very strong. She has a big foundation and base of training in the space. And that in the meantime, she was able to bring some of those other things along, whether they were not necessarily just perceived weaknesses in competition, but even just balance in her life. So I think it was maybe even not something she planned, but kind of all of those things led together to create a really good period of time for her right now. Miss Brandon. Wow. Accurate? Yeah. Can yeah. You t- go ahead. No, go ahead. Ask it. Yeah. Oh, what, what is he talking about? Like, like he point. he's pointing at a lot. Of, what, what, what uh, did you have some injuries? What obstacles did you have? What caused you to like, can you objectify some of the things he said? Yeah. Um, So I think it started last season. I think I peaked really early at um, quarterfinals. Like I felt my strongest, my most fit. And then, I mean, right after that, I got injured. Uh, I had a shoulder. I tore my supraspinatus. Had to get like a cortisone shot just to get through West Coast Classic. And then right made it to the games. All good. At the games was like battling with then, you know, after one side starts to hurt, of course, the other side starts to hurt because you're compensating. So my other shoulder and then randomly my back, I think my back had started to hurt right before the games or at the games. I don't remember exactly. And then right after the games, right, I got through it right after the games, my back just got, I don't know, like something happened and I ended up, I think just more, more injury to my L4, L5. And then a new herniated disc and a whole bunch of other stuff, right? Um, So it was forced to not do any strength and was basically forced to just do conditioning and what I – just like easy stuff on my body. Is that what you're talking about, Brian? She had injuries that forced her to slow down and take inventory? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, Did you ever look in the mirror and you were crooked? Did you ever Have you ever had that? Yeah. Like where it's scary, like, oh shit, my torso is not sitting and over you start, my hips. You start anymore. doing this move, you're like, yeah. damn, yeah. maybe if I just do this, I'll be straight again. <laughs> it, 
it's bad. Yeah. I mean, my, and I, I, I would see it in pictures and I was like, Oh, like, that's weird. I was like, I, I was like kind of self-conscious of it. Cause I was like, why am I, I look crooked. But then when I went and saw this new, um, my new PT guy that I work with, he was like, yeah, you're literally crooked. Your pubic bone is like not sitting right. Your tailbone's crooked. And then like, after seeing him, I could see like physically I was less crooked. What would he do? Um, we're doing a lot of, I mean, he'll do like a lot of manual deep tissue, you know, aggressive, like stretching ultrasound. Um, and then a lot of corrective exercises. So like he like sent me home with exercises. He's like, you have to do these every day during your training session. Every, like, I think it was like three times a week, no matter what, if you're squatting, you have to do them before this. He didn't even want me squatting. So that's why when Wadapalooza came up and there was squatting, I was like, my PT saying not, not to squat. Like, uh, probably, I probably shouldn't do this. Probably shouldn't do these things. Um, do you, do you do them religiously? I'm assuming it's really yeah, boring. I do shit. them every, almost every day. And is it really boring shit where you're like, okay, I need to like. Yeah. I mean, it's like laying down with like a hip circle band and doing like exercises you you think you'd see it like a globo gym girl doing for her booty you know right but they i mean they help so and how and how is your back it's a lot better i think i've been squatting for like two or three weeks now and i just and i saw you put two is it's your lower back Mm -hmm. and i said didn't i see did i see put um put 250 overhead yeah and and what's crazier, I guess people don't know this who don't do CrossFit, but I guess most of us knew the lowering of it's nuts. Yeah, and but, that I mean, my overhead, I don't know. It's just like people think you lose strength so fast, but you don't. Because this, I mean, was maybe a couple weeks into just push jerking again. God, you're fucking strong. That's nuts, dude. And then even snatching. Is there like, a snatch video in here too? Um, uh, no, it was on my story, but I hit like one night. I've I've hit one ninety the past like two or three weeks. What's your what's the most you've ever like, deadlifted? Snatch again, huh? What's the most you've ever deadlifted in your Oof, whole life? Not good. Maybe, <sighs> maybe three forty, three fifty, maybe. It- if 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 I wake you up in, at three in the morning and I drag you out to the garage and I ask you to pick up 190 pounds, is is it heavy for you? If I ask you to deadlift it, no, not deadlift. No, no. Okay, because I just think it's fucking crazy. Like I think it's crazy that you snatch 190. So it doesn't even feel heavy to you. It, it doesn't feel heavy to you. Not deadlift it now. Yeah, that's nuts. I think that's I've, what 185, 180. Um, what's it, what's it like over at underdogs, um, athletics right now when you walk, you, so you go there every seven days a week, uh, five times a week. Okay. Like I won't and, go there. And you walk in there and what do you see? Who's in there? What is it? Is it busy? Are there classes in there? Is it also an affiliate? Is Bethany always in there? Do you see Ricky Garrard? <laughs> like what? Tell me, give Ricky. me like, give me, give me Ricky. like a, yeah. Yeah, a Ricky. <laughs> Um, I know he's in Australia, but I just yeah. wanted to say his. I just want to say his name because I like I him. Such a such a nice guy. I'm like sad he's gone. I'm really sad that he's gone because 
I mean, like the first day that we got to do a Metcon together, it was so fun. Like we, it was like a two part workout. He barely beat me on the first, like not even a rep. He beat me. And then like the second part, I like beat him barely. Like it was so fun. Hey, that's a good test. That, that, that boy might have one of the biggest engines in the history of the sport, huh? It was so fun. And so I'm, I'm really sad he's gone, but um, and he's even keeled as shit. That's right? not, I don't think that's even a, a, a whatever because it's really hard to find someone that's a, like a good comparable training partner to you. And yeah. if you can find someone that's the opposite sex, that's almost as good as you. That's a pretty big advantage because it's hard to find and you don't yes. have that kind of like, yeah, but I still want to beat her when it comes to game day. Exactly. I, yeah, I, I am really sad about that, especially because yeah there's a whole bunch a whole bunch of factors as to why i wish i had that male that male training partner but 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 i wanted to dwell on it i mean it's hard to find and not very many people have it yeah yeah i I want to ask (laughs) say it again i want to find it though i want yeah he had an ass experience in vegas it sounds like and that's why he went home well and his home life sounds like it's amazing yeah and I know I'm just glad that he had his cute little girlfriend with him, but so at least he didn't have to go through it alone, but yeah, he was super sick. And then everybody who comes to Vegas and starts training the first two weeks, you're fucked. Cause it's, it's miserable. Like the dry heat is not like you feel sick for two weeks and he's like, yeah, Man, will I get over this? And I'm like, yeah, in a couple of weeks, but you don't have a couple of weeks. And bloody nose. Do you have bloody nose a lot? I don't. I didn't. Some people probably do. I don't. Yeah. I went to Scottsdale for um, a week, a couple months ago, and it was so damn dry within like 24 hours of being there. My whole family was like blowing out like blood. Yeah. You just feel like sick. Congested. I think it's amplified by the size of your nose though, Savan. That is true. It's a lot. It's a a serious amount of O2. It's a serious (laughs) amount of O2. Uh, Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I need to get Danielle one of these. What? Uh, uh, one of these shirts. A CEO shirt. I need to get and pre-order your, not a giant nose, a, a CEO <laughs> shirt. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I like my uh, nose. I'm going to send you, you. Do you have a, do you have a big nose? No, I have a tiny nose. I feel like. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't look, I can't <laughs> tell from here. I, I don't even have, I don't even have eyes that work anymore. Oh, no. No. Okay. But we actually moved gyms. Tell me. So we were at CrossFit Culmination, and now we're at Camp Rhino. Do you know um, Alex Gazan? Brian, you you do, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. Uh, you know? She, uh, Savan, she was on uh, Allison Scud's team at Wadapalooza. Yeah. Okay. She's like 19 or brew. 20 years old. She's very young, right? Yeah. Does she train old. in Florida with Matt Torres' group? No. No. Oh, no. She's no, there with, she with Okay. Oh, okay. I thought you said but she's that, a fruit. It was, Sorry. It was uh, her gym. And then this other girl, Sabrina, coached there. And it's a huge gym. And they're just super welcoming and accommodating. And so now we're just training over there. We have the gym, like, from a set set time. And it works for all of us. So, And it's called Camp Rhino? That's the name of the gym? Yeah. That's a How many? Cool let's just say it's 11 to 2 p.m. How many people come to this set time? Um... What Sabrina, Alex, Kyra, me, Allie, Bethany, Raf, Matt. Oh, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Mitch. It's pushing, pushing towards ten or twelve people. Yeah. 
All, are all of them coached by someone in the underdogs group? Um, yeah, I mean, we're all there. Like Justin's watching us every day. I think we're trying to get like another coach to be there. Yeah. I mean, that's if, if he's the only one keeping yeah. an eye on that, that many high level athletes, like that's pretty tough. Yeah. But I mean, like I would say he does, he's like doing a better job at just um, like selfishly focusing on like Bethany and I, and you know, he's doing a better job at that, but we still would like somebody else. And yeah. then if that's like, you know, two to three hours a day that you guys are there for a majority of that time, are, is, are each of you doing different things? Is there some overlap? Oh yeah. Um, usually like we try to do strength together. Like, you know, people share bar. I usually do stuff on my own, but that's just me. But, um, people share bars or do like, if we have like a snatch EMOM, try to do the snatch EMOM together. Um, the skill work, we'll usually try to do one big group or like two, we'll have like two groups doing skill work. Um, and then the Metcon we always do together. Um, Interesting. So I was, I was curious specifically about that because yeah. like, is there ever a time where he might say, all right, you know, obviously we have this Metcon coming up, but I want you guys to watch as these three athletes do this Metcon. And, um, know. sometimes we'll just do different. Yeah. We'll do like different heats. Cause I think, you know, uh, this is something that sometimes I implement with some groups of the, the higher level athletes at our gym is if we're all there training together, I still might say, let's go in two heats because I think that we, you know, there's a good opportunity for us to learn something from each other here. I so like it's just, cur- yeah, you know, because, uh, you know, you might beat me in a workout by a significant amount, yeah. but the, the strategy that I employ in the workout to do however well I did could end up being potentially helpful for you down the line. Yeah. We try to talk about it. Is that, is that a, like something that he builds in there? Maybe like post Metcon, we're doing some mobility, stretching, rolling out and have a conversation. Um, usually it's just like amongst us, like we do it. And I think, Oh, interesting. and I don't know if that's like natural. I, I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like at our gym, we're not like, we're willing to share those things with each other. You know, uh, I think it is. I mean, I think that that's pretty normal. So the Metcon yeah. ends and then people just kind of like hang out and what are you going to talk about? Well, what just happened for the last 10 minutes? Exactly. Um, and then before, usually we have like our people or like, you know, our other person that we're like, hey, what are you going to do on them? You know. Is there any element of uh, or how, how big of a element is the conversation between you and, and Justin before attacking a Metcon? Does he like to ask you what your plan is or give you a, a plan to, to try to follow? Um, yeah, like me and Justin, especially if it's a Metcon, like, you know, that needs that. And I, I try, Bethany hasn't, you know, she's been kind of doing her own thing right now because of injuries and whatnot. But um, usually I try to, I used to rely on like Carrie and Bethany a lot with that because I'm like terrible with strategy. Like I am, we would, you know, we have a lot of the like, um, hundred wall balls, AD, GHDs, whatever. And it's like, pick your own like adventure, like break it up however you want. And my strategy was always, but I was like, I'm going to do this. 
And like, if Justin wasn't there, I'm like, I'm doing my strategy and it would like be terrible. Um, so I think we try to talk more to strategize more. And I, I'm trying to like take that off of me, you know? Cause like, that's why he's there. So what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Strategy? Give me an example of what, um, if the workout, give me an example of a workout and then what a strategy would look like. Specifically Um, a trash strategy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. Like, Uh, yeah. Give me an example. Like, like really objectify it for me. Cause I don't know any of that shit. We had this workout where it opened up with like, I think it was like 40 or 50 chest bar, 30 or 40 chest bar. I forget some, a big, you know, like a big number. It was, it was more than 30. Um, and then we had some stuff in between and then like more chest bar. Right. And then some stuff to end. And I was like more focused on like the strategy of the chest bar. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to open up and go unbroken. And like, stuff like that or like in the middle of that i'm like i don't really know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna go full send and not even have a strategy but i think you have to tr- like you have to try that sometimes because yeah. you got to know like there's some people that it's you know yeah. and there might be even some workouts where it's like yeah i'll do these 40 chest to bar i know i'm yeah. gonna have three to four minutes to do this other stuff and if i come back and have another 40 chest to bar that's enough time i can knock it out in two sets right but if i only have two minutes to come back and do more 40 more chest to bar right. then the wheels might fall off right um but Let's, yeah, I remember I, I, the other day I was like, I'm going to just go unbroken or, or no. Okay. This is it. Okay. We had, um, here we go. What was the workout? It was 30 clusters, 30 burpee box or 30 burpee box and over. Sorry. 30 clusters, 30 burpee box and overs. And at, uh, 135.95 cluster, right. Squat, clean thruster. Thank you. And I was like, okay, 30 burpee box and overs. I'm going to like go hard but then for the clusters i was like i was like i'm gonna open up with a touch and go set and everyone's like oh like maybe like five and i was like no like i want to do like over 10 and justin was like i think you should go for it because like why not now you know what i mean like right. he, exactly he was like well why not like let's try it and i i opened up with like 12 and i crushed it i crushed oh. everything and everyone else did like singles, maybe opened up with a set of three, five. I don't even think anyone did touch. It. And that, look, it's a set of 12 might not work for everyone, but there's only right. one way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> but we talked about that's it. A, that's what training's yeah. for. Yeah. He's like, let's go for it. <clears throat> Let me ask and you I'm about like, this. I wish I would have done more touch and go, but whatever. Let me ask you about this phenomenon. I don't even know if this if this is just stupid talk for an athlete of your level. Just tell me, and, and we'll move on. There's going to be a workout, and it's going to open up, and let's say it's open up with 30, 30 pull-ups, right? And I, first of all, I don't do any kipping pull-ups. I do all my pull-ups strict. But, but so, so I open up, and I do – let's say I open up with 20 pull-ups, and then I come down off the bar, and then the next time I do five, and I'm really tired – and then I do onesies for the last and I get to 30, right? Let's, let's say it doesn't seem to matter to me whether I'd go for me, whether I, if, if I, if I do those first 20 and then five and then one, 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 if I open up with 10, my second set, I'll still only be able to do five. There's something that happens after your mm-hmm. first set that when I get back on that, everything's fucked up. So I'm always like, well, fuck it. Might as well just pretty much almost go to failure on the first set because it doesn't because even if i do 10 you know what i'm saying and i get up and do five it feels i still am stuck at five 
So do you ever, do you experience that? Yeah, for sure. No, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And what is that? There must be some lactic acid no, explanation for that shit. It's the mindset. It's your okay. mindset. I used to think that too. I'd be like, oh, chest bar, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm going down to sets of five. And that's when I had to like, think I'm like, okay, why is this happening? And for me, I had to like, literally like physically just break it down. Like, especially chest bar. I, that was like a weakness movement of mine. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to, from the beginning, do small sets with the shortest breaks ever. Like, okay. it does, like yep. I'm not going to yep. open up yep. with a big set. Yep. I'm going to force myself. If it's 30, I'm going to force myself to do three sets of 10, even though I know, I know I can do open up with like a big set, but mm-hmm. then I'm like, am I going to die after? Or like, you know, I'm going to have to do two sets of five and waste a whole bunch of time. And like so, I, and so I, how did you overcome that? You just said, fuck it. Like what, where's the discipline to do smaller sets or just to force yourself yeah. to do bigger sets even afterwards? No, it was just like forcing myself to like break it down into smaller sets. Slow down. It took it to build that capacity. Cause then yeah. you know, you're doing 20 and then you're resting forever <clears throat> just to do a set of five. And then you're resting forever to do five singles. Whereas like easily, I feel like you could just break it down three quick sets of 10 or yeah. whatever it is, you know? Yeah. For oh, yeah. Me, yeah. Fuck, go ahead. For me, if I just finished the workout, I'm happy, but it's good. I'm glad <laughs> to hear you say that, 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 that resonates with you, that you can understand yeah. that. Cause it's a weird, pheno- it's a weird phenomenon. Yeah. The, la- the last thing I, I wanted to ask along this kind of line was, is there ever a day where um, he'll say, yeah, we're going to do a Metcon today, but uh, I'll just tell it to you two minutes before we start. You'll just what? Tell it to the coach. Me. He says, yeah, I'll just tell you the Metcon, and then we're going to start two minutes later. No. Would that I, freak you out? <laughs> that would not stress me out. Because do you know how hard it is to get 10 people ready for a Metcon? Mm. Yeah, but I'm just like, you know, there might, I, I want to do this with most athletes, but yeah. you know, there might, there could come a, a moment at the games in the next couple of years where all of a sudden it's like, boom, here it is. We go. That. So if Justin is ever going to listen to this, he should do that because I mean, all the time he'll be, we'll be like 10 minutes to the Metcon. And I'm like, all right, like make it five. Like we're ready. We can be ready in five people. Like. I think yeah, and it's a, and it's a really like you know th- this is a, one of the things I think is most critical about live competition compared to any other kind of an, an online format is sometimes it's as simple as this. Yeah, we're starting in two minutes. You're like, wait, wait, but I have to take a shit. You're like, too bad. It's two yeah. minutes. To go <laughs> take one in your pants, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if it's online, you know, you can t- take as long as you want to take that shit and come back when you're ready. Yeah. And if you're not ready, we'll spend twenty more minutes warming up. Yeah. I'd like to uh, interrupt the show for just an emergency uh, news announcement um, from uh, from uh, Ben Cole has just announced. I, I wish that uh, if you go to the CrossFit Wiki page, you'll notice um, over here. Oh shoot! Can I do? It? You'll notice. I don't know if you can see, but um, the C uh, keeps. I'm the CEO now of CrossFit, according to the uh, Wiki page. It's, it's quite 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 amazing i i, I wanted i did, wanted to wait a few days before i told everyone um but but thank you ben for fucking up my surprise but you know whatever we're yeah I, i'll forgive you for it you're good dude great oh my goodness! oh my gosh i'm so glad you interrupted us for that oh my goodness 
You guys, you guys better get your uh, CrossFit CEO shirts uh, before either I get taken away to jail or uh, we sell out of shirts. Oh my gosh! Fucking nuts! I love you guys. Uh, th- there we go. That There's is the shirt. Hilarious. There we go. And and will you show the female one? That the, the uh, uh, Daniel, do you wear girl shirts or boy shirts? I wear guys ones because the girls yeah. ones always go like that. Yeah, like that right there. Yeah, it's I think you know a lot of the women I talk to, they like the fit up top on the shoulders, but then they like almost the crop top where it cuts off around the belly button, so it doesn't have that flare at the bottom. Yeah, I need mine to flare way because the guys ones like have a snugger <laughs> neck. The girls ones will like be looser in the neck. Oh yeah, loose neck. God, I cannot yeah. stand a loose neck. No, it's terrible. <laughs> I cannot stand. <laughs> When we when we just had we we had Sarah on and I said something to her about hey um we were talking about basically people like her who have not won the CrossFit Games but have but have reached a, a level of superstardom in the sport um yeah. her we used Josh Bridges as an example also who who I mean clearly amazing athletes um super charismatic fun um and I said to her I said hey um and you have Danielle Brandon who's a rising star and Sarah corrected me and said not a rising star and I said okay stand corrected a superstar already and um I said do you have any advice for her like on this path um to to because to show that you can make you can still be a great role model you can still climb to the top you can be a superstar not necessarily win the games but 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 really still command uh um and contribute to the world as a whole. And the thing she said it very simple and cleanly was make sure that the choices she chooses lead to her goal. Oh, wow. And I, and I said, well, what do you mean? Like, um, don't go out with this guy. If it doesn't work to that goal, don't eat this meal. If it doesn't go out to that goal. She, and she basically, I, I don't think she laughed. And then she said, I know Danielle will make the right choices. Oh, um, what, does that resonate with you making the right choices in order to make sure you're going down the right path versus making the wrong choices? Of course. Yeah. But I, I, that's with anyone. Right. Right. And, and I think, but your path is narrower. Well, yeah. And it's pretty narrow, like with where I am at and all the choices that I had after the games, like that totally makes sense. You know, especially Mm -hmm. just with like, even like sponsors I sign with, you know, like, there are bad, not bad sponsors, but not sponsors out there that support what you want to do and are necessarily going to, you know, help you let you completely focus on training or the people that I surround myself with, you know, there's a ton of, there's a ton of choices that could lead me down the wrong path. Um, give, give me an example. Like, like if let, let's say, um, uh, let, toe spacers is one of your sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. So they can come to your gym and take a picture of you wearing the toe spacers. They don't need you to fly to the fucking Swiss Alps and take three weeks off right. of your training to get that fucking photo. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure, but, but I know there are sponsors out there that I'm sure are like, no, like they need, they need to come. They need to fly out here. We need her to do this. You know, they're yeah. constantly on your ass and it's, it's like, dang, like, let me focus on training, you know? It reminds I, I like to use this analogy a lot. People like someone that and I'll use use an example. Someone may think, oh my God, I want to date Danielle Brandon. She's so beautiful. She's so strong. And then they realize that to that she that, was wearing that, those jeans the other night. I yeah. Know. Then they see they those saw- jeans. <laughs> 
Thank you, Brian. <laughs> they said this, that's not- <laughs> Brian, that's so unlike you to fucking be mean like me. I can't believe you're jumping on board with the picking on Danielle thing. Um, but but yeah. then you get to see Danielle and you see that she's an eagle and she flies at 60,000 feet and you want to put her in a cage. And the second you put her in a cage, all the attributes that you liked about her, you no longer like. You, you, she she doesn't have them. I think a lot of people would do that. They they find a mate, or and so sponsors can do the same things, right? They can be like, "Hey, we like you because you're a winner," but instead of contributing to your winning, they inhibit it. They put too many responsibilities on you, requirements, and 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 mates are like that, ma'am. The 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 greater the mate. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's on the other side of the equation, but the greater the, the greater the, the mate, the less of something else that you think you're going to have is going to be there. Well, I mean, the, the terms like the old ball and chain don't just happen accidentally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have any ball and chain. Mm-mm. Right. You have to be able to run full speed 400 meters around the track. You can't have any fucking like head trip. Well, we had, we had Steve, we had a, we had a Bellator fighter on. Is this, is this guy, does this guy that you're dating now know that stuff? We had this Bellator fighter on this morning. He was a heavyweight. He's six, eight, 10 and oh. And I asked him about that. I was like, are there rules like three weeks before you get in a ring to fight to the death with someone your wife cannot bring up like any shit? Like, like, does your mate know, is your mate, um, understand that let, let's say you're let's say you're a car that goes 200 miles an hour and you pick him up at his house. He knows he can't like bring a bag of groceries in there. That's like just not something you do in a fucking Formula One race car. Does he know he can't bring a gr- bag of groceries into the Daniel Brandon mindset? Uh, I, does, does he know? I think it is. Or she knows. Sorry, I don't need to make an assumption. Yeah. Okay. Work in progress. I think. I think people who date CrossFitters think they know what they're getting into, but not really. Or dating athletes. Yeah, yeah, people or anyone who just wants to. I mean, you're 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 constantly pushing into the unknown, right? Like, you have to be better than you are now. You have to be get that. That's what you're doing. You're pushing into the unknown. Yeah, and I I think it's just hard, like you know, stuff like this, um, social media, stuff outside the gym. You know, I'm constantly like networking and talking to new people, hanging out with new people. It's like a lot for someone who doesn't live that life to understand fully, I think. Yeah, yesterday my wife did not receive 400 DMs asking her about her new fake titties. <laughs> and my wife saying, no, they're not new fake titties. That, yeah. that's, that, that is something that your dude has <laughs> yeah. to deal with. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I get it. But something that I'm And like, that's even know. superficial and not even really a big deal. Right. I mean, I mean, there's other really heavy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like you know, I'm willing to do that stuff. I'm like, you know, I'm willing to like be open on Instagram and talk about my life or answer a question. If someone asks me if I have fake tits, like, no, I don't have fake tits. Like I'm willing to answer that, you know? Whereas like some people would be like, why? Like you don't have to answer that. Or like, why would you you don't have to answer? And I don't have to. And I know, you know, but I'm like, I choose to, I don't like, or you could lie. You could have been like, of course they're fake. Look at them. Like, like, I don't care, you know. Or you could have given the favorite answer. If only you knew, Savan. If only. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Or how about you'll never know? Oh yeah, I switch it up all the time. You want to know? Hey, that's a great. um, What a great April Fool's uh, joke to play on the world. Oh yeah, I knew. I knew it was coming, but it's 
Whatever. You did when you posted the picture. You knew you're like, oh, this is gonna fucking stir the pot. I, like I could see that. Yeah. I'm gonna take a picture of me in these tight jeans with a zucchini in my pants right after this and post it. <laughs> he already owns the jeans. We know uh, yes. <laughs> um, I'm sure you'd fit into them. They're thank really. You. Um, what what supplements are you taking? What supplements do female athletes take? Um, I just take like a protein and a carb, fish oil, extreme endurance. I'm with X endurance. So, but nothing, nothing crazy. Do you take creatine? Yeah. Every day? Yeah. If you, um, do you ever forget? Yeah. And then, and, and, and do you notice a difference? Mm, I, when I'm like consistently on it. It's like, that's the thing with supplements. I feel like people will be consistently on it and they're like, I don't notice anything until uh, you stop. But you have to be consistent, right? You have to be consistent with them. And then when you right. stop, that's when you notice and you're like, oh shit, like this actually was doing something, you know? Is there anything you eat? I probably shouldn't say this, but um, I, I, I'm into fit aids sometimes. I get into those fit aids. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, but I always, even if I drink one little can of those, let's say I haven't eaten like in 12 hours and I drink one can of those, I feel bloated. It's so weird. Like I'm like, I get inflamed right away by it. Um, is there anything that you just have to stay away from that you just can't eat that you don't eat that you're like, no, nah, fuck that. I, that's, I mean, I want to, but no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. That's not I can think of. But I don't like food that, like, makes me feel like shit. Like, I just – I don't find it worth it. Like, greasy-ass food, I'm just like, no. Like, I, it's not worth it. It doesn't taste that just, good. Yeah, leave that stuff for Jason Hopper to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so so you don't do foo-foo drinks either. If you're going to drink, you'll do, just do a shot to kill. You won't drink, like, a margarita? Because yeah. those make you feel like shit too, right? Just shots, yeah. Yeah, just the sugar. Seriously, you're a shot girl if you're going to drink. Yeah. Fucking look at that discipline. Like, I don't even care to <laughs> walk around with a drink. You know, people are like, oh, you look so awkward. Like, get have a drink. And I'm like, I don't need to, uh, like, carrying something. Yeah, anyone who ever said you look awkward needs to fucking have their head hit with a bat. <laughs> I mean, to, to help them. You, you've never you've never looked awkward. And um, the rumors I've heard about you at parties is you've never looked awkward also. I did. I was at one party with her, actually, and she looked totally comfortable and natural there. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um the goal in the open um to to win, to no, to not win, to No. Just make it through. Do 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 them, do them once each and know that you're going to go to the quarterfinals and it doesn't matter. Yep. Is there any seating? Is there any is there any benefit to doing better in the open in terms of where you get seated? Or no, no. But TBD. No one, no, no one actually knows right. exactly how CrossFit's gonna gonna do that seating process. And I think they did give some inclination that they made a favor to the top seeds last year, but it's hard to say. But that was from quarterfinals. Correct. Correct. Not not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. That's right. Quarterfinals. Yeah. So but what quarter- you're saying. There's not necessarily any goals during quarterfinals. Like, you know, I'm not like, oh, if I don't get top five, I'm going to be upset. But there's like a slight goal to do 
okay because you do want that good seating. Because last year I think I got eighth in quarterfinals, which benefited to me getting to choose what semifinal I wanted to go to. I think they did uh, uh, say that they yeah. that gave the top ten from the quarterfinals. The it have been top twenty even was it? Unless you were Canadian, then you were out of luck. No matter how hard right. you tried to make it, it happen. Funny, because didn't Bethany not get top ten? Yeah. Well, the and thing is, we don't. Know, you know, it's it's not transparent how they're doing that, and it's probably not going to be this year either. But I think, yeah, for someone of your caliber, yeah, you know, open, uh, you're exactly right. Unless you're trying to win it because you want the prize money, just get through in the top ten percent. And from that yeah. point, yeah, I, th- I do think there is probably. I don't even know about probably. I say potentially some benefit to being in the top 10 or 20. Yeah. You know, we were talking about the other day on the show, um, Danielle, is that um, this year they shouldn't even have testing for COVID. Like who cares if you have COVID or not? Like, like if, if Carrie wanted to compete or Bethany wanted to compete, who gives a fuck? Like just go compete. Quit being a fucking. Yeah. It's your fucking business. Exactly. If they want to compete sick, who cares? Are you We're still in touch? People all day, like yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, uh, you know, I had I had Nikki Rodriguez on. And I want to tell you the crowning the crowning of achievement of my podcast. Um, up to this point, I think we're almost 300 episodes in was when I when the I had the two of you on at this screen at the same time, and I know. It, it, when I, you're, you're like two of this, I, and I wanted to do that like a scientist. I want, you're the two sexiest people I know. So I wanted to see both of you on my screen at the same time. I felt like a mad scientist, (laughs) but I, no one ever argues whether you're the sexiest person, but some people don't think Nikki's that sexy, but I like, I think he just oozes some sort of, uh, really? Yeah. You don't, did you get, did you like him? I, Oh, I really liked him. He was so nice. So kind. And I was like, yeah, he, he turned into a person. He was kind of a robot. And then you came on and he turned into a person. He's kind of the he opposite was- of most dudes. Most dudes turn yeah, into robots yeah. around girls. He kind of like chilled <laughs> out around you. What? Jason. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Have you guys had him on in a minute? No, 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 we no. can't have Jason. Can we like there, there's not Jason just sits there and answers each question with like, I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. I love him. I love him. Like I would have him on every day, but it's like, he's, he demands me. Like if I, if, if it gets quiet, he's like, so what's the next question? How about you say something, motherfucker? <laughs> you ask me something. Oh my yeah. It's like, do you know what I mean? He's just so, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, I don't know. Like he kills me. He is- seven, will, seven will spend five minutes setting up his big question. And Jason will be like, yeah, I think you're pretty much right about that. <laughs> yeah. You got anything else for me? (laughs) Are you a virgin? That's exactly right. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, there were. He's nice. He's kind. He is. But I I wouldn't be like, oh, he's so he's so sexy. He's like, oh, who, who, Nikki Rodriguez? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where you and I differ. Um. Thank you for coming on. I'm so I'm super excited for you. Um, I it's it's always I, I like the way um, we never know for sure if you're going to come on. I, um, you, you, I had to text you like five times in a row, and then you text me back. I just I, and then when you text me back, I'm like, yes, Danielle Brandon. <laughs> like an hour out, thirty minutes, <laughs> ten minutes. Hey, I'm prepared. 
by the way. So if you ever don't show, like I know you, you, you had, you're the one, you and a couple of UFC fighters have taught me like, Hey, you got to be prepared. Who's your backup? Like, maybe you shouldn't go live with them. No, fuck that. I'm going to go live with them. Do you have a backup with me? Not like a backup person, but like a backup show. Like I'm ready to say a bunch of bad shit about CrossFit headquarters if you don't show up. So like you saved CrossFit headquarters today. Just you and Brian though? (laughs) No, I would let Brian get off. I don't want to ruin Brian's reputation being on one of my um, shows where I'm fucking losing my shit. (laughs) I actually asked. I actually asked Danielle. I didn't know if I was invited on this girl's talk Sunday or not. So I asked Danielle if I should jump on. uh, Always. Oh, you didn't reply at all. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to my world. (laughs) Everyone's world around me. Yeah, I I think it's probably one of the first times she hasn't replied, but I was like, oh, you know, it's all right. See, it was just a off day. Hey, and and, and you know what? The the, the truth is this. Seriously, like, it's hard for me because being as insecure as me, but, um, but really, fuck, your phone is for you. Your phone is not so that I can contact you. It's you decide whether you want to contact me. You don't know anyone's shit. And, uh, you know, so I like, I like literally I text rich and he texts a, a week later and I'm like, well, that's better than his normal 10 day gap. And like, yeah. I feel like he must like me. Like, so like, I get it. Like people are busy. Yeah. You, I bet you get 500 texts a day minimum. Do you? <sighs> Maybe a thousand. Cause you probably get, there's some people you get like 50 texts from a day, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I, I, I need to start setting up like blocks, you know, of appropriate times to text me. Do you sleep next or to your day. phone? Huh? Do you, do, do you sleep next to your phone? On like a table. But I, I mean, do, do not disturb. Oh I'll yeah. Yeah. Do smart. Disturb during the day too. Say, say that you will turn I'll, that on during the day. Oh yeah, I will. Now yeah, people can, now people can see that. My my buddy texted me the other day. He's like, I, this, 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 this. I know you're on do not disturb mode right now. I guess it says it uh, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I like it. But you can, it, you don't have to, you can change that though. I think there are a lot of settings that I don't have no idea how to change. Yeah, I think it's like individually. But yeah, I'll put do not disturb. I don't care. I should do that too since I'm the CEO of CrossFit. I'm going to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, do you still have that pink jacket that you're wearing at Wadapalooza? Hell yeah. That thing, that was a great jacket. It's so cool. And super comfy. So comfy and poofy. I love it. Well, I like this show. We started off being uh, critical of her apparel. Yeah. And then now, uh, we finished with the compliment. Uh, thanks for coming on on this fine Sunday. I know you have to rush, run away to church, the two of you. Um <laughs> No, take out to the dog park. 